Okay. Hello, welcome back. Oh, hey, welcome to Not So Molly Mormon podcast. This is Katie. This is Sarah. Hi-o. Hey-o. <laughs> thank you for okay. joining us. Yes. <laughs> Pretend that there's a jingle that's, like, going on right now because we still don't have one. <laughs> um, again, just to, like, reiterate this point, if any listeners would love to contribute their talents to creating a jingle, I would be so happy and appreciative. But if you don't, or if you know of someone, that'd be cool, too. Or we can just continue talking with our voices in the intro every single time and... That'll work, too. <laughs> Gets the job done. I mean, it's fine. We're yeah. both basic, so <laughs> that's the whole theme of this podcast. I don't even mind being basic sometimes. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I'm basic, whatever. I, I'm totally okay with that. Like, yeah. I've come to terms with it, and it's just fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Anyway, uh, thanks for everyone who listened to last week's episode, Book of Murmur. The Book of Murmur. Is- Literally, it makes me giggle so much. Like, it's sad when our own jokes make us laugh that much, but I do it all the time. I love it. (laughs) And I just love saying murmur. It's like my favorite thing in the world to do. Murmuring. Murmuring. Um, So, yeah, so thanks for listening to that. And I don't think we have any updates other than like if you're not following us on social media do it and don't be assholes yes and find us on um all the social media especially facebook if you can because we need help in the facebook arena get us some followers because you know we need some help yeah yeah but we love all you instagram followers we see you we see you yes I know it makes me so happy and all the DMs on the Instagram I like those too yeah Mm -hmm. I like them as well (laughs) um this is making me uncomfortable being so nice I'm just kidding but get back to your normal self back to being a bitch (laughs) let's talk about so our topic this week I'm super excited about not very knowledgeable as usual but super excited about it oh fucking hell i have the message thing coming on my computer again i'm so sorry it's a tradition at this point you just gotta leave it because the listeners are expecting it now i know they're like when's that bitch gonna get a message and then it's gonna be on her computer I'm so sorry. I'm like the worst with trying to figure. Oh my god, here we go. <laughs> oh no, it's like a group chat. No, 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 it's not. It's just one person, so I think it'll stop. It'll be fun. Oh shit. <laughs> okay, I think it's fine. I think it's good. I think she's done. She's done messaging. We're okay. Okay. Anywho, um, so this week's topic is on polygamy. Polygamy. Which I feel like, I just told this to Katie, but I think that this is, like, the one topic in one area of the Mormon church that, like, everyone knows about and, like, is the only thing they associate with Mormon religion. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully this resonates with anyone who's listening who didn't grow up in the church. Because this is, like, the one question I remember I got every single time I would talk to a non-Mormon 
when right. I would be like, oh, I'm a Mormon, they'd be like, oh, don't y'all believe in like having multiple wives? And I'd be like, ugh. Here we go again. Now I gotta explain this because I don't even get it, and I gotta explain it to this person. Yeah, them. Because the thing is, yeah, when you're a Mormon, you are just told, "No, we don't do that anymore," and you're not really told like why. You're not really told what happened like too much in the past, right? Yeah. So you're just like, no, it's not a thing anymore. Stop asking about it. (laughs) Like, close your mind off to questions. And let's move on. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, cause exactly. I didn't know much about it when I was a Mormon. Mm-mm. The only thing I remember, because I remember I asked this question a lot, a lot, a lot, and especially in high school when I was like really defiant. And the answer they always gave me was it started because when Joseph Smith and the rest of the Mormons went out west or like first went to fuck my history is so bad but basically I think it was when they went to Salt Lake City or like Salt Lake City to the west not like specific it was Salt Lake City at that time but when they went to the west that like a lot of the women lost their husbands on the journey and so then the men like married these women just to take care of them because back in the day, this is how they all explain it. Because back in the day, you know, women didn't have, like, any rights unless they were married or, like, they couldn't take care of themselves. So, like, Joseph Smith got a commandment from God that was, like, okay, these women need to be married so that they can be taken care of. But then they were, like, but it was never sexual. Like, it was literally just, like, them being taken care of, but it wasn't, like, a sexual thing. So when they told me that... I used to say that same story to everyone who would ask me about it. Like, that's how I explained polygamy. I was like, oh, it was never anything dirty or pervy or, like, gross. Like, they just married these women because they needed help and their husbands had died and they were widowers. And, like, that's the only reason why. That's what I was told, too. But yeah, guess what? That's a lie. That just ain't <laughs> true. That's just a straight-up lie. And that's what really makes me upset about um, Mormon history is it's like, why can't they just own up to the truth, you know, and, yeah, and exactly. at least just tell the truth. Um, but they can't do that. So that's why we're here. Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> we are here to give you some tea, some root, some capital um, T, capital T. Here's the thing, too, is that this is why I was so upset, or one of the many reasons I was so upset, is because when you find out the truth, it's like the whole church tells you the whole, like, one of the main principles is that you, they're like, oh, we chose Christ's plan over Lucifer's plan because he wanted agency. Like, God, or like Christ said that we should have agency, we should be able to make choices for ourselves, and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I like that about the Mormon church. But then they take that away from you because they don't present to you all the facts. So you're not able to actually make a choice on your own because the truth isn't there. Like, it's just hidden parts and, like, a lot of gaps in the story that they just, like, completely leave out. So you're not making an actual choice. Like, it's not a real choice because they're only one option and not the whole story right because i mean maybe if they would have told me this from day one when i was like eight or nine and got baptized 
maybe I still would have been like I don't know but I think I would have been more respectful like oh you know what they gave me all the answers like this is they're not hiding anything yeah completely transparent so yeah that whole thing about agency is really I think a big issue because they say it's like you have free agency but do you really if you either don't know all the facts or you're threatened with like eternal damnation if you yes. say you don't believe is that really agency or is that more like blackmail i don't know yeah exactly but yes i totally agree with you if they would just be transparent it'd be way less fishy so right it's like the government i'm just kidding we're not gonna even check oh my god <laughs> but yeah so all this stuff we're gonna talk about it's really so it's talked about now not in like public in mormonism but they have an essay about it online like we talked about before sarah that Uh they just produced in like 2015 or 2014 i think because of a member who had a lot of questions and then went viral with his letter about the questions and so they made like church um, approved essays on their website about controversial topics. So they do address this now, but until 2014, they didn't even really publicly address any kind of polygamy with um, Joseph Smith, especially because I, for me, I didn't even know that Joseph Smith was a, a polygamist. Me either. Yeah. I had no idea because they don't talk about it in the church. They never say that he had more than one wife. They only focus on Emma. Yes. Emma yes. was his wife, and that's all you ever hear about, ever. Mm-hmm. Same mm-hmm. with all the prophets. I didn't know that, like, because Brigham Young had a lot, right, too. Yes. Or, Way yeah, like, more than Joseph, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't ever remember hearing any of that. And I even went to Brigham Young University, and I oh. never, ever heard yeah. That like, he had multiple wives. All Never. those, like, Brigham Young statues everywhere. Gross. Oh, <laughs> ew. <laughs> ew. Oh, my gosh. We should go back to BYU and have a reunion episode and record an episode of BYU. That was so brilliant. <laughs> I have so many memories of BYU. Like, it, it, last time I was on campus was, like, two years ago when I went to Utah. And it was like the weirdest feeling walking on campus. I was you like, you could probably take us on a tour of like, I could. we could do like a vlog and you could show us all the weird shit <laughs> you did. <laughs> or the fact like they didn't even have caffeinated beverages. That's on right. Campus. That was, didn't that only happen like a couple of years ago? They said yeah. they finally allowed Diet Coke on the premises. Yeah. Like this last time I went there, I was like, what the fuck? Cause they had like, yeah, it was like Diet Coke or Coke or something at the um, at the Wilk, which, okay, listeners, the Wilk is like the main, well, how would you, kind of like, I was going to do German, like the Menza, like the cafeteria and like. Yeah, it's like the gathering area where you, like yeah. a cafeteria style place. Yeah. Exactly. So like when I went in there, they, because used to, they only had like root beer, Sprite and like lemonade and stuff like that like no everything was sugar though just no caffeine (laughs) makes literally no sense but whatever (laughs) and then this last time i was there i was like oh my god they have they have caffeine here like this is crazy this is blowing my mind yeah yeah wow anyway yeah so 
be like, you know, man, progression. They're just moving on up. Yeah. But it's crazy that there's like an entire university. And I always wonder this too. Why did they choose Brigham Young to name this university? Like he was like the literal, like the worst prophet, like human being. Like he I was know. such an asshole. It was probably, girl. it was probably because he like founded Utah. So... Oh, you know, I didn't even or know he that. helped found, you know, that territory and he was the governor. Well, we can get to that in a minute, but that might be why is because oh. of that. And yeah. That explains I, it because like, honestly, I didn't know anything about Brigham Young until, which maybe that reflects me and how like undedicated I was to like studying the prophets. I wasn't no, that. No, no, no. I don't think, like, I think most Mormons don't study the prophets. Because if they did, they'd be horrified. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because I took a course at BYU on living prophets. But it was, like, only until, I don't know, like, it was only the last, like, ten or something. Oh, yeah. And so it was only, like, showing the good and positive. Well, yeah, and of course they can, like, cherry pick the good sayings and the good yeah. quotes, right? <laughs> yep, exactly, which is what happened. Yep. All anyway, right. okay. So, so shall we that. start with the very beginning of polygamy? Let's do it. Okay, so Joseph Smith. Um, J-Dog. 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 <laughs> oh my god, have you had a J-Dog's J-Dog, uh, though? I love J-Dog's. They're so good, <laughs> even though the guy who, like, owns the place is a Mormon... I love it still, and I will support it. <laughs> oh, okay. So, listeners, J Dog is this delicious hot dog joint that actually started on BYU as yes. well, right? Like it was on yes. campus. Yeah. And it's like I know you guys are thinking like hot dogs, whatever, but like they have the best toppings and combos, and it's oh. like, oh, it's so, so good. <laughs> so good. Yeah, and they like grill the dogs. They like slice them down the middle so they're like crispy. Oh. So good. So if you're, yeah. So if you're ever in Utah, they actually have multiple locations now. They like moved up into Salt Lake, so you don't have to go into Provo to get it. Hey, we're not sponsored by J Dogs. J Dogs sponsor us. I know. Even though you're (laughs) Mormon, and we're like, you know, not Mormon uh, podcast, but still sponsor. We can still we can still be friends. Yeah. Exactly. Anyways, okay. So Joseph Smith, J Dog. Um, J Dog. Continue. Okay. So it is admitted, even by the Mormon Church, that as early as 1831, um, Joseph Smith was practicing polygamy, and that was just one year after the Book of Mormon was published. <gasps> um. Yeah. What? So it was like really quick. And the thing is, is that he was doing it in secret most of the time, um, even like in secret from his wife, Emma. He So he had one wife already. They had eloped, uh, Emma, and mm-hmm. he, their first, his first um, plural marriage was to a 16-year-old that was their maid. Her name was Fanny oh. Alger. And, like, all of the stories recount it a little bit differently, but it is said that Emma, like, caught them in an act, and so Joseph said, 
well, God said I needed another wife. This was commanded by God. And so, therefore, you need to accept it because God told me so. What? Yeah. That was his first one. And that was in, um, yeah, 1831. Oh, my God. My mind is like, listeners, this is news to me. Like, I don't know this stuff. So, my mind <laughs> yeah. is Her like, story is very now. interesting. Yeah. Okay, but I just need to emphasize again, like, Joseph Smith, as we talked about in, I don't know how many episodes again, like ago, is, like, taught to Mormons as, like, this super righteous, perfect man, like an angel, basically, like another, like, next to God in Christ, right? Oh, yeah, because he can talk to them directly. Yeah. So he deemed them worthy, or they deemed him worthy, rather, sorry, dyslexia there. <laughs> they <laughs> deemed him worthy to speak to him. So and he should while... be somewhat perfect, right? Oh, my God, and he was fucking his maid. Yeah, and she was uh, 16. Oh, my gosh, she was 16. Bless mm-hmm. her. I wonder, though, this is maybe me crossing lines, but I wonder if it was even, like, cons- like if she consented to it. Well, maybe, probably. I mean, there, there's, I think in all of these plural marriages that we'll, like, discuss, there could have been, they could have been consensual, and then I think some of them were very coerced and forced. Um, but, so it was like, great, oh my god. Yeah, and I think, because maybe some of them really believed him and really believed, like, what he would he was saying about, like, he's a prophet and he was told by God that he needed to do this. And so that's a kind of a form of manipulation that yeah. was used. And I, it's still used today, actually in like, yeah, this is going to be like a side note, but this, that's like exactly what you're pulling up. So listeners. Okay. So this used to be really common, not as much today, but, like, back in, like, I remember especially 90s, early 2000s, like, when my brother was, like, dating and, like, when I was starting to date, a lot of Mormon men would tell you, like, I prayed about this and God told me that you are supposed to date me and that we'll get married. Oh. And, and women would be like, oh, okay, like, I guess because, like, God told him and he's, like, a worthy priesthood holder, so, like... I guess it's true. I mean, I've had that happen to me like a few times, but that was right during the time when the church, because like women were starting to complain about it and the church was like, no, like no one can receive revelation for you except for you. Mm-hmm. But like for that, like it, like a lot of women were like, okay, because they were trying to be like righteous and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy is like telling him like, oh, you know, like I received revelation that you're to be my wife. And so we have to get married. And then these women do it. You know, like, well, yeah, like, and that's their whole life. That's how they've been living their whole entire life is, um, living under men basically and what men tell them. And then they they are told like, pray about this, but it's not really to pray about it. It's to pray for a confirmation of it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, I can remember there's this one guy who like, I said no. To, like he asked me out. I think it was twice, and then it, or maybe three times. And I said no every time. And like I was like, oh, we should just be friends. Like I'm not interested that way. And I remember him calling me. And I remember it so vividly. I was in the bathtub having this conversation with him, and he's like, no, like I, I prayed about it, and God told me that I need to like ask you out another. <sighs> 
something because like you know, he's like, I don't know, maybe it's a lesson for me to learn. Maybe this is a trial I have to go through. God said no doesn't mean no. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. Can we make a shirt out of that? God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> You're so good. You're so witty and on top of this shit. We Whatever. Shut up. No. <laughs> I'm God sorry. I interrupted your story. No doesn't mean no. <laughs> that is brilliant. Uh, that's the name of our episode. I've just decided. Your oh. word. That's God a good one, no yes. Okay. No. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, and so he was like, either it's like for a trial, like, you know, I need to go through this to like make me stronger and a better person, or like you and I are to end up together, like we're supposed to be together. And I was like, I'm going to go with option number one, because option number two is not happening. <laughs> like, we are not <laughs> dating. So maybe this just needs to be a lesson for you. And he was like, oh, I guess so. And, but just imagine if a woman with, like, maybe she was a bit more lonely or, like, had yeah. weaker resolve or something. You know, she just, like, really wanted companionship. She would, she might fall for that, especially if she subscribed to that same religion. She'd be like, oh, that's so cool. You know, it, it's so oh, easy yeah, to manipulate course. someone in that kind of how they call it like quote unquote spiritual way like yeah god told me so then it's like oh you know they question themselves and their true feelings mm -hmm. which i'm sure a lot of these women did for joseph smith well and another thing too is i don't think that this was around the time joseph smith i don't know patriarchal blessings when did they come about i have no idea when those started actually that is a part that i don't i can look it up well, yeah, because I'm just wondering, because, like, listeners, that's another way that men used to, like, control the situations with women is because, so, like, we've talked about this before, but I'm assuming you've listened to all the Have other Have you ones, listened but, to all uh, the episodes? <laughs> but, like, patriarchal blessings are these things that you're given, usually around the age of 14. Um, that's when you're, like, allowed to get them. And they basically, like... They tell you of your lineage, and again, I'm assuming you listened to last week in, like, the Book of Mormon and stuff, where it says, like, you were of the tribe of blah, which is, like, supposed to be one of the trial, or, like, uh, tribes of Israel. Because, like, we talked about in our Book of Mormon episode, we all came from Israel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so dumb. Anyway. So dumb. And then it, like, goes on to tell you that, like, if you follow the things righteously, then these are the blessings you'll get. And in there, it always talks about, like, your eternal companion, your EC, as the Mormon lingo kids mm. call it. Mm -hmm. And so it'll be like, if you do this and this and this, you will meet a young man who will take you to the temple and blah, 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 blah. So then these men, these, like, Mormon guys would use that, too. Like, oh, I had a guy also... We were dating, and he used the excuse to, like, the reason why he broke up with me but, like, didn't tell me and was shady and started dating another girl was because I was not the girl described in his patriarchal blessing. What? Yes. And this guy, like, fucked me up for, like, a year because of everything. Like, it was, like, horrible, horrible, horrible. Like, I changed my entire life around him because he, like, basically asked me to and made me think that we we're gonna get married and all this stuff and then at the end he was like oh yeah like I'm dating this other girl and like the reason why you and I didn't work out is because you're not 
how my patriarchal blessing described my eternal life. And I was that like, makes me want to vomit. What? I know. And I was like, what? And then the girl he ended up marrying is like this, like, blonde. This is so bitchy and catty of me, but like this. Anyways, I'm not even going to describe her, but basically I want to be like, so it had to be like a physical thing because there's no way that like what she had to offer would be a quality that would be mentioned in your patriarchal blessing. That's just what I was going to say. Like, does any patriarchal blessing be like, okay, your future spouse has to be exactly 5'4", has to have exactly an auburn shade of hair that's cut to her collarbone. Like, what? No. (laughs) It's all about, yeah, yeah. it's super vague, right? That's the whole point of it. It's like yeah. vague, but it like really messed with my head because I was oh like, "Oh my god, maybe it's like I wasn't righteous enough, or there was like some quality in there. Like maybe it said she was like kind and compassionate, and maybe he's like, oh yeah, I don't think that she is.' And like totally messed up. The point Aww. is listeners, that they'll like use this patriarchal blessing, be like, "Oh, in my patriarchal blessing, it says I will marry a girl who." like around like a young woman who will make me want to be a better person or blah, blah 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 and then they'll like manipulate the situation to be like and then that's you like i know that like god's saying that this is like yeah you and this is for my patriarchal blessing and then women are like okay these patriarchal blessings are given to you by a man that's extremely elderly yes yes and so it's basically that person saying that god is saying these things to you well does he did he put your hands his hands on your head yeah yeah and did you not get one? then no i didn't get one because i was f- freaked out by it i was like this is weird i don't like this especially after the situation with my bishop where he told me that i dressed inappropriately so <gasps> i would like refuse yeah i didn't go into Uh, like room with elderly men after that but all my friends got them and they like treasured them and they took them around everywhere and talked about how they would you know base their life on them and stuff and it's kind of disturbing how much control that little meeting and that little piece of paper with an 70 year old man that says you'll find a good husband and whatever it says you know and people base their life on that that blessing the blessing they call 100%. it 100 yeah. percent, and it's actually because i have one and maybe sorry listeners we're totally sidetracking we're but sidetracking is, but oh, hey yo <laughs> uh hey yo we should have another episode just on this because i can read mine i still obviously <gasps> have it and can we do one where you like dissect yours yeah, yeah, because for the longest time, I was obsessed with it. Like, I read it at least once a week and was like, shit, am I fucking up my life? Like, yeah. things aren't working out like I'm supposed to. Maybe I'm not righteous enough. Maybe I'm not blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> listeners, these things are held to, like, the highest level level yeah. of, like, sacred. They're, like, yeah. so sacred. It's like God is talking directly to you on paper. Yeah, you're not allowed to share it with anyone other than, again, your future husband. Yeah, same like the name that she shared with us, which I was so happy you shared (laughs) with us about the temple. (laughs) Tabitha, just call me Tabitha from now on. (laughs) I like Tabitha better. Tabitha. (laughs) I know, right? It's it's sexier. It fits you more. 
Thanks. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, let's do that episode. Okay, yeah, and then I can read it because, yeah, listeners, it's, like, intense. Like, I I remember, um, I, well, okay, I can save this for the next episode, but, like, just keep in mind, it's very, very sacred, like the temple, and you're not allowed to talk about it with anyone except for your future husband. And, like, even that, like, you don't tell, like, you, he's not allowed to read it until you're officially married. But, like, before you're married, you can kind of, like, throw in a few lines and that, like... <laughs> That means you're, like, basically getting married. So it's, like, a yeah. big deal if, like, a guy tells you about his patriarchal blessing or if a girl does. Because then it's, like, they think that you're getting married. Like, it's, like, like marriage material. They literally think it's from God. Like, yeah. And we're not yeah. joking around with this shit. Like, they really <laughs> think it's from yeah. God. Yeah. I for real thought so it was, like, a if any God. Mormons are listening, I'm sorry. I don't want to offend you. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Okay. You can yeah. continue to think it's from God. That's fine. Whatever makes life better for you, is what I always say. Yeah. You do you. You do you. <laughs> okay, so okay. I told you about his first wife, Joseph. Yes, the maid, 16-year-old maid. And he had, so that was in 1833 that, that was, like, official, and... He had, like, many more wives before this supposed, like, revelation in 1843, which he didn't even speak publicly about. Um, He just wrote it in the Doctrine and Covenants, and it was the Doctrine and Covenants section 132. Do you remember the Doctrine and Covenants section? Okay, so let's... So it's long, but it basically talks about how plural marriage is coming back um it's restoring ancient principles that he he calls it the dispensation of the fullness of times from like the old testament such as like prophets temples um and polygamy because they occurred in the old testament as we know like with abraham and jacob and moses and stuff they all were polygamous so Joseph Smith is saying in this, well, he's saying that God is saying in this, <laughs> that um, they need to raise up the seed because this is like the one true church. And so people who um, make a lot of babies under this church will prosper and will be what? under like the Godhead, right? <laughs> So, um, I'll read to you just a couple. Let me see. There's, a, and the interesting thing in this. So, in the whole um, chapter of DNC 132, it it talks about um, plural marriage and eternal marriage, but then it has really a specific commandment for Emma because Emma really didn't like plural marriage. And she actually publicly, uh, like, opposed it. But in this, like, yeah. supposed holy scripture, it's DNC uh, 132, verse 51. It says, Verily I say unto you, a commandment I give unto mine handmaid, Emma Smith, your wife, whom I have given unto you, that she stay herself and partake not of that which I commanded you to offer unto her. For I did it, saith the Lord, to prove you all as I did Abraham, and that I might require an offering at her hand by covenant and sacrifice. 
Let mine handmaid, Emma Smith, receive all those that have been given unto my servant Joseph, who are virtuous and pure before me, and those who are not pure and have said they were pure shall be destroyed, saith the Lord. Yeah. Oh my God, this gave me the chill bumps because it makes me think of The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, it's so worse. If you read the whole, like, the whole chapter, which I won't because it's super boring. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> but it goes on to say that, like, if any woman marries Joseph and commits adultery with another man, she will be destroyed. But he's Ooh. fine. Like, he's totally fine. It, it It's horrible, actually, if you read it all. Yeah. Oh, my God. And that's the other thing, listeners, is, like, they don't focus on this chapter at all like no. i don't know they avoid it like the plague <laughs> yeah i've i've never even heard of this and like part of the mormon religion is like every sunday you go to sunday school and they like rotate every quarter of like you do the book of mormon you do doctrine and covenants and you do the old testament and the new testament and the pearl mm-hmm. great price it's like you hear the same verses and stories and teachings every single year. And I have never heard of this. Like, Oh yeah. And it's right there. And I'm surprised they haven't removed it. I bet if they removed it, they'd get so much shit that that's just why they haven't. Cause it's still there. And yeah, it's so crazy. Um, Oh, and that also reminded me like with the, (laughs) kind of making women do what you want thing um it's been said on like multiple accounts in multiple journals that these women wrote that joseph smith came to them they and asked them to be his plural wife and they said no and he said that an angel appeared to him and like basically had a gigantic sword and threatened to kill him if he didn't take that lady as a wife. What? Yeah. And that's even said on the LDS.org, like, about it. Like, he says that an angel comes to him with a sword, threatening destruction if he doesn't, like, marry these ladies that don't want to marry him. Oh, my God. This is crazy to me that, like... Yeah, and so the interesting thing is that um, that thing that I just read in the Doctrine and Covenants about how it says her name, Emma Smith, is supposed to be okay with him having multiple wives, right? That was in 1843, and Joseph Smith died in 1844, but he'd been having secret wives since 1833 and he had over 30 before he died so (laughs) like he didn't get the revelation the quote-unquote revelation right (laughs) what yeah unless he married them all super fast i don't know (laughs) this is blowing my mind right now yeah it's crazy it's so crazy. It's and Emma hated it and she very publicly like denied that her husband was involved in it even though he was, which you know, well, yeah, a woman would 
and it's because it's very harmful to women and it's and oh did i tell you that his youngest was 14 years old <gasps> Ew. yeah and do you want to know the grossest thing is what? that on the lds.org website <laughs> they say his youngest was a few months away from her 15th birthday like they can't bring themselves to say 14 so they say they word it as a few months away from her 15th birthday Mm -hmm. it's so disgusting disgusting yeah that's so gross i mean this poor girl probably just got her period or like has barely had it and now she's fucking married to this gross old perv like yeah yeah, and like you said, they try to say that um, it wasn't sexual, but there, there's some um, evidence. It's not conclusive of, like, um, ancestors of Joseph Smith that were had by these wives, but um, the wives did say, at least a portion of them, that it was sexual, so... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, why else? Yeah, why like, else would you do it, right? Exactly. Especially if they're fourteen, like, what are you doing? Why you don't need to be taken? Like, it's fine. They're still at their parents' house. Yeah. Why do you need to take care of them? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. And then, like, like you said with the Brigham Young um, polygamy. So, for listeners. <laughs> After uh-huh. Joseph Smith was killed because people didn't like him banging 14-year-olds and <laughs> making fake money and destroying their printing press, and they were pissed off, so they killed him, <laughs> which they shouldn't which, have, but, you know. Exactly. And so the Mormons were freaked out. They, a bunch of them decided to leave uh, West, but Emma was like, no. I'm not going with Brigham Young because I don't like you because you're gross. And she stayed. She actually remarried to someone else. And her son became like the future leader of the community of Christ, which is still in Nauvoo. And they own a lot of the property in Nauvoo. Yeah. And they follow like the basic tenets of the Book of Mormon as well. So, yeah, Brigham Young led all these pioneers out into the wilderness because at that time, um, the West wasn't established. So, it was through the wilderness, through a whole bunch of crap they had to deal with. A lot of people died, mm-hmm. and they got to what is now known as Utah, and Brigham Young said, famously, this is the place, <laughs> and... um. They have a they have a Utah holiday for it now. It's July twenty fourth, Pioneer Day. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And ex Mormons yeah, yeah, call yeah. it Pie and Beer Day. So you have pie <laughs> and beer. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Which by the way, that's like a whole other episode we should have because listeners like Mormons take like if you have pioneer ancestry, that's like you are the top High, like best Mormon ever and because I didn't have like Mormon ancestry from the pioneer days it was always like <gasps> yeah okay you just don't get it because like <sighs> you just have ancestors who walked across to Utah and like made the trek 
Oh, and so gross. I hate that people did that to you. That's so gross. I know. I was like, I'm sorry. And like when I moved back to Georgia, my bishop literally gave me a blessing because he was like, you're going back to Georgia. You'll need a blessing to... So for strength to overcome the temptation. Ew. Of the, yeah. And I was yeah. like, um, I grew up there 18 years of my life. I think I'm good. Also, they're not horrible people. So. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. They're not 90% Mormon. Get out of here. Exactly. Yeah. Which also listeners is another thing. So like Mormons still practice. Like they do these like treks. Like these like. <gasps> I, How would you even describe it? It's like they redo like this journey. It's going the out worst west. thing in the world. I did it. it <gasps> Ew, is, you did? Yeah. I made them carry me like in the handcart for part of it because Sarah, it was awful. It was in the oh. middle of the summer. You had so listeners, you had to recreate like what it would be as a trek, like as a Mormon on the trek. Yeah. whatever but you know it was actually nothing but I was like 14 years old and I was like I'm not doing this and you had to wear a bonnet and a long dress and granted though my grandma was a really good seamstress and she made me kind of a bomb dress that like kind of made my little 14 year old boobs look good so I was like okay Ooh, hey, grandma. <laughs> but besides that it was gross and I hated it and you it was awful. Like you had to just walk and walk and walk and walk and walk all day. And then at the end of the day, they'd have little like firesides or dinners. And it was all about, yeah, the pioneers and how the pioneers did everything for us to bring the religion over. Ugh, it was horrible. It was so horrible. Oh, I remember, okay. like, I never did that. And even when I moved out to Utah, like, they would ask me, and I was like, nope, not interested. And they'd be like, yeah, but it's a good experience. And I was like, yeah, but yeah. I don't have Mormon ancestry, so. And it lasted, like, four days. Like, you had to camp outside. It was, oh, uh-uh. I don't know. Terrible. Yeah, sorry, that was a sidetrack. But no, yeah. no, no. So we're talking about pioneers. So. They got yeah. there by because Brigham Young took leadership, um, which was controversial. But, yeah, he took leadership and he actually. So once they settled in the territory that is now known as Utah, he yeah. he like publicly declared um, polygamy as something that everyone should do in what was it? It was like 18, I don't know, 1850s. Um, so like everyone around there was practicing wow. polygamy. Okay. And the thing is with Brigham Young is like people are saying, so that makes a little more sense to me is it's like, oh, if someone's husband died or like if they're just trying to help a lady, but it's like, okay, if someone's husband just died, why can't you just help her without marrying her? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, cause he actually, he had 55 wives, um, Six 55? Of, 55. <laughs> oh, my God. I cannot even. And six of them had husbands already who were alive. And there were at least a few that were, like, I think there were, like, f- I don't know, five or six that were, like, around 15 years old. So, oh 
makes me so sick. It's like, mm, you know, you try to justify it and you can't because it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Also, Brigham Young is disgusting as a whole, which we can we can we cover a whole later. other episode on him because he's like nasty and yeah. Ugh. Um, so, um, the United States obviously had a problem with the Mormons and <laughs> all their polygamy and everything else that they'd done previously in mm-hmm. Nauvoo. And so they passed an act in 1862 that prohibited plural marriage, not only in the states, but it was also in the territories. So, um... Utah had at that time been taken as a territory by the United States, so the settlers over there were supposed to, you know, adhere to the law of no polygamy. Mm-hmm. Um, because even then, even way back then, people could see that it was harmful to women, like kind of owning women as property, kind of thing. I mean, it's a big deal considering the time. Yeah, like, that's a huge deal because it. back then they treated um black people horribly yeah um so to even have an inkling of like oh this is not good and that's a big deal yeah so um but mormons kept doing it anyway and so um <laughs> it's funny if you go on to the lds.org website they say that they do it in civil disobedience <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's so dumb but um I need to read this. I've never read like Oh my gosh. They're infuriating. Like cuz they're truthful to a point and then it's like, "Oh my goodness, you're not Yeah, but whatever." Okay. Anyway, so the, um the government got involved and families and mostly men started getting arrested for polygamy. And so then in 1890, um, Brigham Young issued a manifesto terminating the practice of polygamy, um, basically just to appease the government because it was an official manifesto, but like polygamy kept happening <laughs> after that until 1904, until there was like a second manifesto and then... It, like, the government pressure was so harsh that um, the church was forced to say, if you're practicing polygamy, we have to excommunicate you after this point. So it was at 1904 that it officially stopped. Wow. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, after that, then the relations improved with the U.S. and they finally became a state. So that's the state of Utah. <laughs> wow. Look at that. I had yeah. no idea. Um, but a lot of people didn't stop, obviously. Um, yeah. Like, because there's many, many sects of Mormonism that still, they practice polygamy because they think that that's still, you know, a divine revelation from God. And since the mainstream Mormonism, um, disavowed it. Um, they just created their own little branch off. So there's actually a lot of those. I didn't know how many of those there were, but there's quite a few. Wow. Which is also ironic. I mean, even within the Mormon church, but even those, like, the different sects of it. Like, it's ironic because, like, 
I don't remember. I think maybe it's in the Doctrine and Covenants or wherever that where it says like you have to obey the lo- the law of the land. Yeah. And, yeah. And then they like practically made that was going yeah. against the law of the <laughs> land. So totally like contradicting. Yeah. I, I mean, just literally makes no sense. But yeah. Um. Yeah. So listeners, there's also this show. <laughs> I'm I'm totally comparing it to this. On TLC, which is one of my favorite channels in the world. Oh my god! Sister Wives. Sister Wives. Favorite. <laughs> oh my god! I was wondering if you were gonna bring that up. Yeah. Oh, I used to watch that show as a Mormon, and I would be like, "Oh my god, this is so intriguing." But I convinced myself that like they're not Mormon, so it's fine. Like they they are, you know, like we are not associated with them. But honestly, listeners, they do everything. That a Mormon does. Did you know that they actually are a branch off, though, of, like, Mormonism? Yeah, like, I knew that, but then they, like, they always in the Mormon church say, like, they have yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. To do with us. Yeah. But, like, really, it like, if you watch the show, like, they do everything the same that Mormons do, except for they have multiple wives. Like, yeah, yeah, no, they, totally. Like, the sacrament and the priesthood and, like... And everything. everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy because they they literally stick to what like joseph smith said like yeah. with um everything and it, it's so crazy because they still have the book of mormon like yeah. they're so close to mormonism it's nuts <laughs> it's crazy and it's like so if any of you guys are listening and are intrigued by this like i love this show because it's so mind-blowing because it's like these, I think it's what, five wives, and they call mm-hmm. each other sister wives because mm-hmm. they, like, honest to God, think that they're, like, sisters slash best friends, but they're all yeah. the same dude. And, like, the last season I watched, they finally moved into one house, but, like, all the seasons before, maybe it was just, like, one season before, like, he had them in separate houses, and he would just, like, go there on certain nights. And he's week. so creepy. He's the creepiest and the grossest. Yeah. And, like, I would always make this joke, because, like, wife number one is, like, the one that's, like, the boss, like, in charge. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's the original, the OG. And then you have, like, wife number two, who's, like, in charge of money and clearly is, like, the fugly <laughs> one. And, like, never get sex, but, like, she's in charge of their finances. (laughs) It's so sad. You're, like, you don't want to be wife number two. And then there's, like, wife number three, who's, like, the one who has the most kids. Like, she's, like, the baby maker. Oh, yeah. And then there's, like, wife number four, who's, like, cute and, like, maybe for sex. You could see that, too. Also, she's a lot younger than the other ones. Yeah, like, the no, the very last one is, like, super young. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it blows your mind. Like, you see her, and you're like, oh, shit. The youngest wife and the, light, like, the last wife, she's clearly just for him to bone. Like, yeah. that's what and she it's brings. gross, because that's, and that's the thing that was, like, in the doctrine of, like, give your man to another woman to raise up the seed. And it's uh, so disgusting. But that's so what gross. they believe. Ugh. So gross. I knew this girl at BYU she was she was never my roommate but we were in the same ward and she grew up in a polygamous family in utah and she left that like that sect of the mormon church to become mormon mormon like she got baptized in the mormon church and like had to leave behind her family because that was like against 
but like she grew up with multiple mothers. That would be so traumatic. Like, yeah. To have to leave and navigate that. Yeah. Oh, like to go from one intense religion to another one. And then to have left, like, your family. Which like, is crazy, because, like, the fundamentals of the religion are, like, the same. It's just yeah. that your family is qualified as different. Yeah. Which, I was going to say this, too, is that, in my opinion, if people want to be polygamous, like, now, yeah. in this era, and if they're consenting adults, and if they mm-hmm. all want to do it, like, if they all... Um, are of sound mind and want to do it, that's fine. My yeah. problem is, is it when you're manipulating and using coercion to make people feel like they have to or they might be damned or if you're doing it with like underage women or if you're taking someone away from a marriage that they didn't want to leave, if it's, you know, all this fishy stuff, that's when it's icky. Like, I don't care how other people live their lives if it's all with 100% consent and everyone's happy. That's fine. But, like, (laughs) yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there that I think a lot of the times women in these situations, even if they think they're participating um, and, you know, they might not fully know the capacity of of what they could be doing. And so it might not be full consent. If that makes sense. I don't that know. That makes a hundred percent. And like, I may, maybe we should have clarified that in the beginning of the episode. <laughs> Sorry. I bet a lot of people, maybe not a lot, but a few listeners are like those ignorant bitches. They are so <laughs> close minded, which we should have like, yeah, totally said that in the beginning, but like I too, like don't give a fuck what kind of relationship you're in. If it's both consensual, like if both parties want that, like you can be poly, poly what is it? Polyglant, poly, oh, so ignorant. Polyamory. Yes. I can <laughs> yeah. never say that word properly. <laughs> I struggle with it all the time. But I, I mean, I knew a few, like a few people in Berlin even who were in those relationships and they're super happy and I'm so supportive. Like you do what's best for you because I know that they, every person involved has like stable mind, consent to it. Like it works for them. And I'm like, great, perfect. But what we're talking about is like, yeah, especially what you're saying is like when the women especially were manipulated into these situations that they didn't actually want to be in, but they were like told they had to or they'd be convinced yeah. to help like their families would be shamed or like they would lose blessings or blah 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 exactly blah, blah, blah. yeah like even in the um sister wives you know yeah. scenario it's like maybe they want that but you you kind of don't know if they actually do because their whole lives they've been told that that's what they have to do in order to get to heaven and that's what they believe so they kind of you know, they're sort of just doing it based on what other people have told them. Exactly. So. Which actually, like, one of my favorite TV shows, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Like, I don't know. Like, the entire premise of that show was, like, in my opinion, which Tina Fey, maybe she didn't think about it in this way, but I totally think is their way of, like, interpreting Mormonism. And, yes! Like, Oh my gosh, yes. Because they have like the sister wives that are in the bunker. They're uh-huh. all like, and then the one prophet who's telling them that the end of the world is coming and that like they have to like 
be married to him and like blah 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 like it's totally like when I watched yeah. it the first time I was like oh my god like this is the Mormon church that they're making fun of and it's hilarious like so funny <laughs> so good and you know it's so funny like how many prophets quote unquote prophets have said <laughs> that the end of the world is coming and you should do such and such and this and this and like how many times they've said that kind of thing only yeah. to benefit themselves and it's like you choose to believe this one guy that's i don't know <laughs> so yeah, weird because no, they always tell you like so when, so listeners like when you go to sunday school and stuff like that and even in my patriarchal blessing it says that like oh let me just i have to get this one quote out it talks about like how i'm born in like the worst of times, but also the best of times, because, like, the gospel is at the fullness on earth. Let me see here. They okay, really here we go. focus I, on I, it, yeah, being the end of times, which I yes, think is kind of creepy. Of times. Yeah, so I have it pulled up right here. It says, now he reserved you, he being God, he reserved you and held you back unto a special time to come to this earth. A time that would be like no other in the history of mankind. A time when the fullness of evil will be upon the, <gasps> but also the fullness of the gospel would be here to strengthen you. You were chosen to come to earth and receive your physical body through a very special couple and blah, blah, blah. So that goes on and on and on. But basically, like, it, they always, like, tell you that, like, you're, you're born in, like, a special time. Like, yes. God reserved you for this time they and then do tell that to like all mormons right like we were yeah. the saved special ones exactly but then you like hear then you like read quotes and they've been saying this shit for the past like 50 60 70 years like oh yeah like, they Joseph make it seem like it's said it in like 1830 time. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like when i read it i was like oh my god i'm like the chosen youth like i'm like the like the most righteous and he held me back for this time and then I started like reading all these other quotes and I was like oh wait also don't you hate it that it says that it's like so much evil is in the world yes so much they focus on that even now which we could do in another podcast but they focus on how the world is evil and that makes me oh I hate that and that we're all like going like that the world is going to end super like, at any time, because they say the fullness of evil, they mean, like, homosexuality and, yeah. promiscuous, like, promiscuous behavior, especially with women and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And that's, like, a sure sign that we're all going to die or, like, that the end is coming soon because we're so wicked and sinful. Yeah. Ugh. Yikes. Yep, yep, yep. Gross. That's crazy. So Brigham Young had 55 yes. wives. That's mental. He had 55 wives. And then, yeah, there was, there was a lot more polygamy. But anyway, they populated Utah like crazy. So I was going to say, like, how many kids did he have? Do you, know? you know what? I tried to look it up, and it was like, kind of hard to see, to find out. Um, but I think he had, it was somewhere around, like, 60 kids. Oh. <gasps> Yeah, um, oh, and then you know you can just imagine like the trickle down effect. So that is insane. Sixty kids. Yeah, yeah. 
pretty nuts. But yeah, the whole point was, right, to like multiply and replenish the earth, as they say. And that's why Mormons still have um, traditionally very, very large families is they're supposed to honor that commandment of like multiplying and replenishing the earth and having lots of babies, even if they're just monogamous Mormons, not polygamous Mormons. Yeah. I remember everyone thought that about my family. They'd always make that joke because I come from a big family. Like there are six kids in my family and they would always be like, oh, typical Mormon. But my mom wasn't even a Mormon then. Like, she converted <laughs> years after. But they would always make that joke. And I'd be like, ugh, we're not even like a... Ch- I would, it even offended me. And I was a Mormon. But I'd be like, we're not like a Mormon family. Like, <laughs> my mom had the kids, like, before she became Mormon. And then they'd be like, oh, were you guys Catholic before? I'm like, no, we were Baptists before. <laughs> Baptists don't have that many kids. My mom was just really obsessed with having a baby girl, okay? The only she wouldn't people. stop till she got one. She <laughs> went in, and then she finally got me and was like, fucking hell, I'm stuck with this one. Oh, whatever, you're the gem. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm not the, the girl that she wanted for sure. Bless her. Bless mamas, hot. Bless mamas. <laughs> so, I think the only thing left uh, to talk about about polygamy is that it's still somewhat practiced with like traditional Mormons in the sense that in the temple, um, like we've kind of talked about before, like so say a couple's married in the temple, sealed as they call it, and the woman dies tragically yeah the man can get married to another wife without any kind of clearance or documentation or anything and he can do that multiple times um and it's not so sorry so it's not just that he gets married to her in the mormon religion it's he's sealed to her for as they call it eternity yeah. yeah 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 But a woman, on the other hand, if her husband died, then she would have to get either, like, a clearance or, like, some kind of divorce from her deceased husband or, like, if she wanted to remarry or she would just have to remarry her um, next husband, yeah, just civilly for time only and not for eternity. So it's, and it's, yeah, very widely practiced. Even like you were saying earlier, Sarah, in an episode, like even with divorce, yeah, um, a woman has to get permission from her ex-husband, like, yeah. to do that. But the man doesn't have to do anything because he's still sealed to as many women as he wishes. But the woman has to be unsealed or just for you know time, like time sake be married to someone so it's so crazy and just so you listeners know too they don't teach you this stuff like at an early age like I didn't know no no no, yeah (laughs) until I went through the temple and it was kind of like they snuck it up on me like they kind of like threw it at me like really quickly and walked away and I was kind of like my head was still spinning and I was like wait what no like that can't be true like guys can be married to multiple women in the afterlife how did they present it in the temple so 
so I had to take temple prep classes before oh, that. Okay. Okay. Taught me, and I was like, that was one thing I was like, oh, I really don't like that doesn't sit well with yeah. me. But then they were just like, oh, it's just kind of like one of those things. That's how they always say, it. like, oh, it's just, like one <laughs> just of those brush things. it off. It. Like, we'll know in the next life. Yeah, they're like, we'll know the reason for it in the next life. And then also, listeners, this is the other thing: is that polygamy is still practiced in the afterlife. So that is part of the Mormon doctrine is that it, they don't believe that it's, you know, like you practice it now, but in the afterlife, it will yes. be practiced. Yeah. And they yeah. don't teach that again until like, I don't remember what, how many sessions I had gone through before. Like, I remember having this conversation with someone. Oh, they were like talking to me about getting married. And I was like, oh, you know, like if I don't get married in this afterlife, at least I'll have like a hot husband in the next life or whatever. And I remember someone saying like, well, you might have to share him with, like, a few other women. And I was like, wait, what? Because they never said that. But that's also yeah. taught that, like, if – so, for example, if I were still Mormon and I never got married in this, this lifetime, they believe that when I die and go to heaven that, like, I would get married and still there. But, like, I would be married to a man who has multiple wives. Mm-hmm. So, like, I – would not so again I would be like a fucking virgin my entire life and then have to like get married to a guy and share him with like all these other bitches so it was like horror like when they told me that I was like what they don't teach you that ever like how is this just like part of doctrine and like people are okay with that like I am not okay with this type of situation yeah no seriously yeah um, so like yeah and then that's the other thing too is I, there's some prophet I don't or apostle I don't remember which one but I remember learning about it his wife before she died told him that he could marry someone else because she didn't she wasn't comfortable with sharing him in the afterlife and so he oh. never married I don't remember who it was or like he married civilly but like he never I don't I don't remember which apostle it was but like she said that like I, I don't, don't remember either but I know what you're yeah. talking about and I remember being like, oh, that's totally what I'm going to be doing. Like, if I can, <laughs> like, I'm going to tell him, like, he better not remarry because, like, I'm not sharing my husband with someone else for the rest of my life. And Yeah. There are apostles now, like, um, I think it's Dallin H. Oaks and um, I think Hale now. Yeah. They, they've both remarried in the temple, so they're both, like, technically polygamous, you know. Yeah, there's uh, Dallin H. Oaks, I think, is his wife, Cheryl, Sherry Dew or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Sherry Dew. I don't know, she's like this this famous woman who got married later in life, and I think it is his has her his wife, maybe. I don't remember. Anyway, she married an apostle, and basically, yeah, yeah like she, she was like, oh, I waited all this time, but then I married him, but she's going to be, like, in a polygamous relationship based on their beliefs in that sense. Yeah. Like, like yeah, she, like in the afterlife. So, yeah. Like yeah. he's still yeah. to this other woman. Yeah. So that also kind of ties into like, <laughs> so I think overall women, uh, women aren't generally respected. They, they say they are in the LDS religion, but they're pretty much not. <laughs> but not. so, they re- they worship and they pray to a heavenly father. That's what they call 
Uh-huh. Heavenly Father. And then they close the prayer in the name of Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ is the son of Heavenly Father. Uh-huh. And there's like never mention, like barely ever mention of a Heavenly Mother, which I find interesting. And I think that kind of ties into like the whole um, polygamy thing because... Um, so for listeners, <laughs> if you are a very, very righteous Mormon man and you marry a righteous Mormon woman in a temple on earth, in their beliefs, <laughs> when you die, you go to heaven and you become a god and you're mm-hmm. a ruler of like your own planet, right? Yeah. So... Technically speaking, all of these gods can become polygamous because they can have as many women, many wives as they want. Um, because according to like the ordinances in the temple, um, they can marry many women, but women can't marry many men. Yep. So that's there's kind of a a theory there that. Um, the Mormon mother God is maybe one of many (laughs) because um, you ask any Mormon, like, why don't you talk about heavenly mother? And they'll give you a cop out excuse of like, Oh, she's too sacred. We can't talk about her. Um, You know, heavenly father wants to protect her. And to me, that just pisses me off. I'm like, if she's a divine being, if she's a goddess, she can protect herself. Like, she's amazing and all-knowing and a goddess, right? Like, that's just another form of sexism. Like, he has to protect her. Yeah. It's just a cop-out. And they don't really have any good reason for it. Um, Besides the fact that, yeah, it's just never talked about. And it's just a patriarchal religion overall so yeah because i always asked about i was like what about like heavenly mother and they would just always say yeah she's too sacred so god wants to like protect her and that's why we don't know anything about her and blah 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 and i'm just like what but like if we're supposed to be like heiresses and like goddesses in this next life like i want like women to be able to be like yeah like that's how it is like I can take care of myself we are an active role in all of this like yeah uh, but yeah and then they never do that but then they tell you that like so they tell the women like you will be you know a goddess as well but it's more emphasis on the men being like gods of worlds and we're kind of just their partner they're like equal partner but not really equal mm-hmm yeah 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 so yeah that's what makes me think it's like mm -mm. yeah their excuses are total cop (laughs) oh this is this episode has just like made me super angry actually (laughs) like I never really thought about any of this stuff in this way or, like, known any of these details and facts. And now I'm just, like, grossed out. Like, Yeah, ugh. it's gross. And people try to 
like dismiss polygamy and be like, oh, well, it was okay for the time. And they were trying to help women. And that infuriates me because if they were trying to help the women, they didn't need to marry them. They could just give them money or give them food or whatever they needed. Yeah. But that wasn't the case, you know. It was the case that they wanted control and they had some kind of other agenda. And they were horny men. Yeah, it's nasty. Especially yeah. with the little the little young ones. Like, Can you imagine being 14 and having like a 36-year-old just say... An angel came to me and said he'll draw his sword on me if you don't become my wife. Oh, my God. That poor little girl. Like, if I... I'm just imagining, like, 14-year-old Sarah because I didn't even have my period then. So, I would have been like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, I'd been like, what? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. My rubber bands on my braces just popped off. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, oh my that goodness! Was like my most unattractive phase in life, for oh, sure. Me too. So great. So great. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we ended on that note because that makes me laugh and yes. reminisce about my 14 year old days when I used to lie about my period because I was like the only one who hadn't started yet, and I was like embarrassed. Hashtag expectations of women. I know, I'm, right? Like <sighs> I remember being teased by boys all the time, like. If I was moody, they'd be like, oh, my God, what are you on your period? And I'd be like, huh, that's it. Yeah. But really, I wasn't because I was, like, the only girl in my class who hadn't started yet. And I thought something was wrong with me. Oh, my and gosh. I was, I was like, the same way because I didn't until I was, like, 14, too. So. so, yeah, I was, like, 15. I was, like, super, like, late bloomer in that sense. But I remember lying, being like, no, I like, a, yeah, I totally started my period. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, a woman now. Gotta so. be a woman. Yeah. I'm like a woman with my little ant bites. I'm a woman. Woman. <laughs> my braces. But you know what? I got the most game in that year. I don't. I look back at those photos and I'm like, God damn. I was confident as hell with those rubber bands and braces. <laughs> I tell you that. I had a boyfriend a week and I was like, hey, yo. <laughs> we got to post some of those photos for our viewers. Girl, I will do it. Just tell me. Okay, listeners, if you want to know or see these photos, I have a collection and they make my heart so happy. Okay, like, listeners, I, tell us. Write us. Social put them up. Write us. Like, I am straight up wearing like a safari shirt and some long khakis. I look like a boy. Legit, like with my braids and my braces, and I was confident as fuck. So. I don't you love the confidence, like when you were little. Ugh. Yeah, I used to. Speaking of like Mormon stuff, at like fourteen and fifteen, there would be like missionaries in our church, and I was like convinced that they were in love with me at fourteen. <laughs> at this thing, and these dudes are like eighteen, or like nineteen, twenty, and I was like, oh my god, he's like totally in love with me. But I'm like, hey, like. <laughs> I wrote this shit in my journals. Like, I wish I still had them. I, I was wish like, you did too. in love with me, but, like, I don't know if I want to, like, date him because he's, like, you know, like, six years older than me. And that's, like, kind of a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. And that shit was, like, so, it was gold. It was gold. For real. <laughs> Anyways, well, on that note, 
If you guys want to see those photos, a little flashback Friday, throwback Thursday. I'm like, yeah, we, we should do some stories with those. We should. Yeah. Let us know, right. too, if you want us to address any particular topic. Otherwise, we're just going to keep going with what we want. Yeah. So <laughs> We're going to do what we want, bitches, unless you guys tell us. So Yeah. Also, as always, send in your stories because I... Love reading them, and if you want us to read them, because eventually we want to start doing podcast episodes where we're just, like, telling your story, um, which I think would be cool. It's a good platform, like, if you don't feel confident enough or, like, comfortable enough to talk about it on the actual show, like, we're more than happy to read your story, just to get it out there, um, but you don't have to tell your name or anything like that, but just to share it. Send it our way. I would love, 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 love to start having episodes like that because I'm super interested in these stories and I know Katie is as well. And mm-hmm. it's, it's such a good way of like kind of dealing with everything that may have happened when you grew up in the church. Like for me, it's really helpful and therapeutic to just get this shit out there and talk about me it. Too. So, yeah, guys want to use this as a platform. Please do. We encourage it. Send them our way. Awesome. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Like us, listen, do all the things that would make us happy. (laughs) Bye. Bye.